Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to Session 2 of Star Trek Hanasto, a 25th century Klingon campaign of Star Trek adventures using the rules by Modifius Entertainment. My name is ELH the Game Master, and I am joined by four lovely players who we'll meet right now. Starting with uh, Mr. Steadfast Pig. So Steadfast, if you want to uh, shout anything out, tell us who you're playing, and uh, we'll just sort of go down the line. Hello, I am uh, Steadfast Pig, real name Richard. I'm playing uh, Brigadier Akrak, um, lovely kind of fleet commander, old Klingon guy, um, who's just just uh, excited to to get a nice nice mission and, and go and do some fun things. Uh, I run a nice little game store in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. So if anyone's around, come and find me. Have fun. <laughs> Love it, Kern. You're up next. Oh, did we lose Kern? Oh. Uh-oh. That's always a good sign to start. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yep. I, for I forgot to lower the arm. <laughs> so I'm Captain Dagon. <laughs> and uh, I play the fleet engineer. And I'm looking forward to a new another game. All righty. Uh, Donut, you're up next. Hello, I am Captain Kanos. Uh, I am the surgeon here to, while it is always a good day to die, sometimes it's not your day to die, and I'm here to keep that from happening if it's not your day to die. And certainly last but not least, Mon Jadden. Guten Abend, Bob and whatever. I'm the artist formerly known as Mon Jadden. I'm playing Colonel Mori, son of Povich of House Mokil, the fleet lawyer, adjutant, uh, record keeper, and otherwise extremely beleaguered but necessary Klingon. Good shit. Nice. Very nice. And with that, let's get that intro video going. Welcome back. So, where we last left off, it was on a bit of a cliffhanger. And since it is kind of the first real session, quote-unquote, since this is a two-parter, I thought I would do the sort of opening log or the continuing log or whatever you want to call it. The supplemental log, that's the word I want. Mm -hmm. So, where we last left off, the players had journeyed to the Barkoth Reach to receive the blessing of a legendary oracle, Gloithar, that is said to reside there. When they arrived at the asteroid field, 
they found out that there was apparently a bit of uh, time shenanigans going on. There were chronoton fields in the area among the asteroid field that supposedly were able to reset time back a few moments, back a few hours, depending really on what part of the anomaly you ran into. Part of that, though, is that as they avoided anomalies and went deeper into the Barkoth Reach, they encountered a fragment from a very old D7 class vessel. And when I say old, I mean very old, as in probably one of the prototype or very very early uh, first D7s ever to be made. So they collected a bit of wreckage, continued to the heart of Barkoth Reach, where they found an outpost on which the Oracle was located. They beamed aboard and almost immediately discovered two things. One, that the chronoton field that was generated in the Barkoth Reach was being uh, produced by a chronoton generator that was failing. Uh, it was pretty much old age at this point, lack of maintenance and old age. It wasn't something they could fix right away, but really before they could do anything else, they were attacked by a large amount of Targs, which they all dispatched in glorious fashion. I seem to recall that a certain character may or may not have literally falcon punched one of the Targs. Maybe I'm misremembering. It was a <laughs> suplex. <laughs> but uh, once you just, you dealt with the Targs, you entered into the actual temple part of the outpost where you met a old woman, an old Klingon woman, who was in deep meditation with a Batleth and a Mechleth at her feet. And when you got her attention, she began to speak in a raspy voice. And I'll just go ahead and redo that narration to set up the scene. The temporal anomalies in the asteroid field tested your wits, and my targs tested your metal, and you have proven yourselves worthy. Welcome to my temple, yet you will be the last to receive the blessing of Glorythar, the Oracle of Barkoth Reach, for my song is nearly complete. Why have you come to see me? The same reason that any warrior would seek an oracle's blessing for the glory of the empire for the glory of the klingon people and apparently for the glory of history itself more is going to raise an eyebrow at that one i see i see well i will stress two very important tasks well not maybe tasks uh, you must excuse me it has been some time since i've had the pleasure of conversation the first point of interest I would bring up is that sacrifice for the good of the Empire should be paramount above all else. It may be tempting to give in to personal glory and personal honor, but in the long run, the glory of the Empire is what matters. The long run seems to have run longer than one would otherwise think here. We've seen some interesting fragments, and we have heard some in otherwise out-of-place echoes. I hope that your song has not indeed rifted the time itself. And you can see that her face, it's pretty hard, very hard to read, like it doesn't really show much expression. But there is a noticeable sort of droop at the corners of her mouth. It's not quite a scowl, it's not quite a frown, but you can definitely tell that it's... um. A sensitive subject for her but 
as much as she may appear to be unwilling to talk about it, she does launch into a little bit of a monologue, and she says, Ah, yes. Well, as time has proven time and time again, the Empire's greatest threat always originates from within, usually between treachery and mistrust among our great houses of the Empire. The damage has been done far more by our own people than the Romulans, the Federation, or any other rival power. But... Since my song and my blessing are soon to end, perhaps I should tell you the full story of how I came to be here. And uh, she holds up her batleth, and you can tell that this is a venerated batleth. This is a batleth that has seen many a battle. This is a batleth that is designed in the older fashion, uh, so it kind of looks more like the sort of Kaless, more kind of that Herc fashion, so it's a very old blade. And as she holds it up, she says, As much as I am loath to admit it, I may or may not have had to deal with that very same treachery from within that I just spoke of. You see, my brother and I, Keldra, we were using this place, this outpost, as an easily defensible asteroid field. And we were planning on springing a surprise attack on several rival houses so that we can install Keldra, my brother, as Chancellor. However, on the eve of the attack, I discovered something... Well, treacherous is really the only word I can come to think of. Keldra wanted to not only battle the leaders of the rival houses, but he also wanted to attack many of the neutral houses, those that were not involved in his rise to Chancellorship. And even worse... He was planning to execute entire families, including non-combatants and children that he considered to be threats. Now, I probably don't have to tell you that that was not honorable in the slightest. Not at all. Indeed. So I did what anyone that was a warrior of the Empire and as a sister would do. I tried to convince my brother that his plan was cruel and unwise, but no matter what I did, he would not back down. So, I did what I had to for the glory of the Empire, and I challenged my brother to single combat. And she raises her batleth, and you can see that there's blood on the on the batleth. It's very, very dry, but there's still blood on it. Mm-hmm. The very blood you see here is his own. I slew him in order to prevent him from unleashing his plan. And when I brought his head before the commanders of the fleet, some, especially those led by General Gruth, remained loyal to him, and swore to take revenge on me. I lured the, I guess you would call them treacherous, uh, mutineers into the Barkoth Reach, and over a period of time, I was able to overlord the Chronoton Generator and remove my foes from the time stream. Those echoes you speak of, those old ships that you mentioned, those are all remnants of that battle. And I'm sure as you found out on your way in here, the Chronoton Generator is on its last legs. I suspect that very soon, General Gruth and his men will soon re-emerge from the time stream and perhaps find a way to gain their vengeance against me. Do you often have remnants of the past come through that way? It depends. Some of the time when I've had previous visitors, there have been sightings of 
ghostly echoes of warriors, uh, ghostly echoes of fights that occurred within this glorious outpost. But since the chronoton generator is failing, I believe that the echoes will become real. How did this chronoton generator come to pass in the first place? Was this a weapon that you deployed against your enemies, or is this a foreign phenomenon? It is both. I acquired the technology, believe it or not, from an Orion trader who swore up and down that it would bring great honor to our house. My brother, of course, did not believe a word of it, but I, seeing the value of having such a weapon, worked on it for such a time. A weapon which went unhoned and now has caused, has grown its own secondary edge, one that injures its wielder. Not exactly the most honorable weapon to wield in a battle, no? You will find no argument for me. I admit that what I have done is perhaps a cowardly action, and I am willing to fight to the death and give General Gruth and his men the vengeance they so seek. However, if you are so willing to stand beside me in what could be a glorious battle to the death, I am willing to not only give you my blessing, but this very battle that I hold. Damn. Damn, indeed. <laughs> there is no greater honor than continuing the honorable path that one has sought. You, I see no fault in this. And the Oracle is held in such high regard. If nothing else, it is the continuation of upholding the honorable death of your brother in single combat. No greater honor could have been conferred upon any sibling. And it is unfortunate that the echoes of the past are not condemned to great Thor Stovacora as which they have earned. They are kept struggling. I say we owe it to them to well, bring them to we should them send them to, to Stovacora now. If they are worthy. If we are willing. So quick out of character before we go any further. Um, let's do a quick inventory because it has been a two weeks. Um, what does uh, what weapons does everybody have on them at the moment? Uh, disruptor pistol, Disrupt. duck tag, and duck tag. Yeah. Okay. Same. Same. Yeah, the dagger and the pistol. Okay. I mean, do you want, do you want anything other than like weapon weapons? Because I've got a tricorder. I mean, my guy is unarmed, <laughs> and I'm on the verge of giving left fist and right fist their own names at this point. Uh, you know, it's just—it's it, something I should know because, as you probably figured out, we're going to enter into some combat. So I'm trying to make yeah, it a little I'm bit, a little bit even playing field, or at least not as unfair as it could be. <laughs> um, I tell you what, uh, the Oracle okay. back in character will kind of look over your weapons and go, "It is an interesting array of weapons that you hold. I do not recognize the pattern of disruptor that you carry, but it does not matter." Unless you are cowardly, we should not use your disruptors except in the last effort, the last ditch effort to perhaps preserve what little honor will remain by using such a weapon. I do have some spare batlets that you may borrow uh, that are from some of the fallen that occurred in the battle here. But your dectag dagger and your mechleths and anything else that you might have should serve you well. And this is basically a teaching moment. 
Um, so one of the things you can do whenever you go on an away mission or if you're like mid-away mission and you want to get some extra equipment, um, you can spend momentum or give me threat to acquire a different weapon, different bit of equipment, etc., etc. So if you would all like to have a Batleth, for example, uh, I would say that it would be either a threat spend of two or you could give me the two momentum that you currently have. Oh, I've got a question. Could sure. the converse apply? Like, if we if we want to say, you know what, this disruptor pistol, it is indeed dishonorable. Could could I say, could I say, nah, just toss it aside and get some momentum or reduce some threat? Tell you what, I will give you. <laughs> if everybody throws away their disruptor, I will give you a momentum. Oh, that's not worth it. Come on, you can do better. Look, we're we're putting aside, I, I don't know, big Ferengi energy here. I think that's worth at least six momentum, don't you? <laughs> I mean, we could all just have a, a you know a word of honor to not use the disruptors. Just trade, just, tra just trade situation. our disruptors for a batleth, <laughs> basically. I don't know how sharp are these batleths. I mean, they are worthy blades. They have been kept in prime condition. Ah. Mm. Uh, I don't know. That sounds too much like a devil's bargain. Maybe if it's one momentum per minute, then we're talking. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> what I Let should him say. Be a lawyer. <laughs> what I should say is that the momentum spend isn't per person. It's two momentum or two threat for everybody to get a bat with. Oh, okay. I mean, it's uh, worth it. Might yeah, as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's. Well, we got the two momentum. We could probably regain it more easily than we could deal yeah. with seven threat. Yeah, we'll 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 get the momentum back. We'll we'll we'll, we'll be proficient in combat. We'll be fine. Okay, for sure. Go ahead and uh, modify your momentum appropriately. Cool. But yeah. Uh, yep. So, Glory Thar uh, inspects your weapons, kind of nods, stands, and she kind of points towards the direction of the chroniton generator down the hallway, and she says, "They will come from there." And the moment she says that, actually, there's a shimmer in the air. And a temporal anomaly opens, and appearing out of this anomaly is a older Klingon with um, without sleeves. He kind of has on, I'm trying to remember the name of the Klingon, but he kind of has on that, that sleeveless vest that we see some Klingons in. And uh, he's yes. also got five uh, extra warriors with him. All mm. of them have dictag daggers, all of them have batlets. And the lead one, who is wearing the badge and ornamentation of a general, kind of steps forwards and points his batleth at Glorythar and says, You traitorous dog! Whatever trickery you have done to look different matters not. I will see that you die for your crimes, traitor. And of course, Glorythar raises her batleth and says, Let us finish this. And we're going to enter into, obviously, a bit of ground combat. Cool. So, uh, as a reminder, the way combat works in this system is that the players get to choose who goes first. Then it goes to the enemy player, enemy player, till everybody's gone. And then once everybody's gone, we go to a new round. So, since this is the players go first, who among you would like to go first? And what I would tell you is that Glorythar will count as a player, and I will be doing the roles for her. Gotcha. I, I, have, a, I have a question. If sure. I recall from, from last time, uh, Glorythar still had some Targs tied up 
or mm-hmm. chained up here in this room. Um, how many of them are there? And could uh, could we potentially oh, I like where this is going. remove them? And uh, if we're, you know, if she's got control of the targs, will the targs assist us in this combat? I like it. I like it. Let's see if we can get you some momentum to start with. Mm-hmm. Why don't you give me a insight and a command at a difficulty of zero? Copy. Insight command. Oh, and, other, and another question as well. We don't have uh, the uh, batleth on our uh, on our sheets there, so yeah. Oh, right. So I believe a batleth is three plus your security. Yeah, it's three um, plus your security. Score. Alrighty. Okay, so it's a, it's a disruptor pistol then. Yeah. So we can use the disruptor pistol instead of the batleth. Oh, I have yeah. as the da- same as my dagger. So it's like a dagger, but like two of them. Uh, no. You're, well, so I think <laughs> what it is. Shapes. Uh, I think, so I can roll as if I'm rolling the dagger, correct? We also get the vicious to no, the disruptor pistol. Yeah, I think what it is is the you're seeing the final number because I think let me check your mm-hmm. sheet real quick. Okay, maybe maybe that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, because I'm seeing I'm seeing the dagger has three damage, so I was like, oh, I could just roll as if I'm rolling the dagger, but we'll just know it's the ballast. Yeah, so that's, that's what it is. So the dagger by itself is base damage of one. So one plus your security score of two means that you would be doing three damage overall. Oh, okay, 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 cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little confusing, but once you mm-hmm. figure out that the sheet likes to add in your security score, it usually makes more sense. Copy. Um, you said insight command. Would you say uh, uh, battlefield management would track here? Yeah, I'd give it to you as a focus. Cool. Let's do it. Add the target terrain effect. Yeah. All right, two successes. Yeah. Get two momentum right back. And cool. yeah, what you would know is that there are uh, four targs that you could easily get to and you could conceivably uh, cut through their collar or cut through their leash and based on what you've seen of Glory Thar and the way her targs react, you would think that the targs would fight to the death in defense of their master. Beautiful. Nice. Uh, then yeah, I'll, I, I say I'll go first. I'll, I'll run over to uh, the nearest targ um, or however many targs I can reasonably uh, free in a turn and mm-hmm. um, Pull out the doc tog and just run by and uh, you know cut the cut the collars and give them a little pat on the rear end to go and uh, eat some food, chief. Uh, have some fresh meat. Go for okay. the honor, boy. Go for the honor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to make a note here that it's so if for so everybody knows uh, it is one targ per action. Cool. So right now you freed one targ who will fight beside you. Sweet. Cool. Uh, anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Um, let's see. I guess these would be those minor actions. What would be helpful here? Probably. Um. <laughs> I think I'm. I mean, I've already I've already got the Doc Tog drawn, so that's that's good. I'll just kind of kind of drop down in a nice little a battle crouch in case uh, any of these. He's a uh, Klingon, Klingon oldies uh, try to run at me. Okay. All right. So uh, as a reminder, there is an option that if you wish the players to go once more before the enemies, you could give me two momentum to retain the initiative. Maybe we shouldn't burn the momentum this early. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so agreed. Hold on to it. I, I think so. We already we're already tilting the tide in our favor with an additional little friend, friend, and three more left. 
It's true. Mm-hmm. So many friends. Mm-hmm. All right. In that case, it will go to the enemies. And what will happen is the time-displaced warrior, as I'm going to call them, uh, not Groot. General Groot has his own stat block. But one of the time-displaced warriors is going to charge forward over at a croc and is going to attempt to engage you in melee combat. Again, as a reminder, the way melee combat works, it is, is a opposed daring plus security at a difficulty uh-huh. of one. And whoever has the most number of successes is the one that is considered to be the one attacking the other. So there is a chance of basically cross-countering, or there is a chance of actually the defender doing the damage here. But so that you know, he is rolling against an 11, and he only gets uh, two dice on this one. So I'll roll that in public so everybody can see it. Copy. Let's see. Let's expand out that 34. Uh, I will tell you that he is whiffed completely. So as long as you yeah. roll at least one success, you are able to score hit against him. Cool. I'll do a daring security uh, melee weapons as a focus, and I, uh, I believe in myself. <laughs> nice. All right. That means you get a momentum back. Now, one thing I should clarify, because again, mm-hmm. it is a matter of note, is that are you attacking lethally or non-lethally? Oh, yeah, lethally. We're sending these boys to Stubbercore. Okay. So just as a reminder, anytime you attack lethally, I do get a threat. But it does mean that their damage reduction from Brackrelul does not come into play. So at this point, uh, go ahead and roll damage on your dagger. And we'll see if you disembowel this Klingon. Why don't you describe how you take down this Time Displaced Warrior for me? Yeah, he, he, you know, he charges me. Let the the Targ go. Um... He runs at me, and he, I, I kind of like kick him in the knee as he approaches, and he drops to a, drops to his knee, and I just stab him right in the right in the crown of the head, and uh, tosses tosses his body down to the side. Love it, love it. All right, well, that is the enemy's turn. We go back to the players who would like to go next. I will. Okay. So I'll I'll, I'll uh, block with my uh, batlets, and let's see if how we do. <laughs> start off the combat anyway nice. yes using focus edged weapons oh Ooh. wow <laughs> a lot of nothing unfortunately it's been a while since I've used the bat lab <laughs> yeah. should have stuck to the dagger <laughs> yep so just to clarify that was the guard action yes yeah. or did I miss here mm. I don't you got it right okay making sure all right, well, uh, you try to look like... I mean, technically, it is a difficulty zero, but I think the way the rules work is you have to get at least one success, even on a difficulty <laughs> <Right>. zero. Um, <laughs> so it's one sense. of those things where you get your batleth ready, but like you said, either it's just been a while or you just... it's Something's off about your stance, so you don't really get the benefit of guard, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Um, players, do you want to retain the initiative or are we going back to an enemy? Uh, I have a I have an idea. If uh, since uh, Dagon had the uh, what is it is kind of like I guess now vulnerable. If mm-hmm. the other guys go for him, let's let them do this turn. Then I think maybe I could use like I've got like this mad commanding bloodline thing, which we could use to assist other characters. We could use that to like kind of send somebody in and attack their attacker. Get tactical. I think commanding button only tracks on a command 
task, right? Which or attempt to assist another character using command. Uh, could that play into like I'm good? Was it you know, Hanas, get get into their flank? It's like an assist thing, you know, shouting out orders, instructions, help. Yeah, well, so one thing I would say I is that um, since you all are high enough rank, you all have access to the direct task. And what that means is the direct task is exactly what you're describing, where you basically say, hey, you, go do this, and you use your presence and a command as an assist. And that would allow you to use commanding bloodline here. Gotcha. Interesting. Oh, and look at that. Chat's giving me more threat. Thank you, chat. <laughs> and so wow. do I task me use for somebody to make one single single task, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. So it gives somebody else an extra move. More or less, yes. Ooh, yeah. Well, now, one thing I should then. clarify, though, even though you all have access to direct, you can only do direct once per combat. Gotcha. Okay. That, oh. that makes sense. That makes sense. I was going to say, that's kind of it's kind of good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I vote that we let them go and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think. I think we're we're doing we're doing all right for ourselves. Oh, okay. do we want to get another targ out? I'm just thinking of like stacking the deck. I think we're good with just one for now. We we can always let, let unleash more targs. Yeah. Okay, so we'll keep that in mind for next round. But yeah, let's let's see what they've got in store. All right. So uh, what's going to happen is I'm actually going to have General Gruth go next. Uh, he is going to charge forward, and he's going to completely ignore all of you and the Targ, and he's going to yeah, go that, directly for Glory Thar. That tracks, yeah. Now, uh, General Groove does have a significant role here. He is nice. going to be attacking lethally, and I am going to be giving him some extra die. So I'm going to be spending, what is that, three threat, so that he's rolling four dice here. And let's Ooh. just see what happens. Well, with the 67, that might not be exactly great. Let's see. Wow. Hold on. He Did he really just whip it? Hold on. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yes. Yeah, he's yes. rolling against a 12. He missed that completely. Wow. Oof. Nice. All right. Well, uh, Glory Thar, uh, I'm not going to give you extra die, though you do get an extra from your specialties. Oh, my God. Glory oh, my Thar. gosh. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Oh. Um, hold on. Uh, she might just kill Groot right here yeah. now. <laughs> She's really good with that it's, old Batlas of hers, man. I She's mean, how many years has she yeah, been really. around? Right in the honorable danglies. She got him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, she's rolling eight damage die with Vicious. That would be six. It's, so I should probably come back and remind you all that most Klingon weapons have what is known as Vicious. So anytime you see an effect, it counts as an additional point of damage there. So since there are two effects, that means that is six damage. Gotcha. Now, since she yep. did just generate uh, basically, yeah, she generated four momentum. If you will allow it, she will spend one of it to re-roll those blank die and potentially get yeah. even more damage. Oh, oh yeah, let's her on the Oracle. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay. Oh, so, my uh this is taking right. a turn so I did not we're expect, at, but this is yeah, the way she's the pretty, dice. She's pretty at, good, man. So, general, we're adding her momentum to our pool? Yeah, you can go ahead and add her momentum, because cool. technically she's on the allied side. Um, so, General okay. Groove comes forward kind of 
almost in a Monty Python way where he's got that kind of batleth raised over his head, <laughs> yeah, charging yeah. it at, at Glorythar. And he comes sweeping down with the batleth. And what Glorythar does is she brings her batleth up with a twist, knocking the batleth out of his hands. And then as the batleth goes clattering to the ground, she says, all this time, all this time you made me wait. And this is what I get. Pathetic. And with a quick snicker snack, wow. General Guth's head is removed from his shoulder. Let's go, Glorythar. Heck yeah. Too nice. To Greythor. Ooh, straight to Greythor. Now, I will say that there are still four uh, temporally displaced warriors that you have to deal with. Yeah. But they are definitely looking a little unnerved that their leader just literally got coup d'etat right, right before their eyes. Yeah. Um, so I will make their complication range a little bit higher. Now, I can't remember if I've talked about complication range, but complication no, range new. is basically the crit fail range. So if focuses are your crit success range, complication range is your critical failure range. So now they will cause a complication on 18 to 20. Nice. But yeah, um, nice. with that amazing display from General Groove. Uh, we now go back to the players. Glorthar. Alright. So, uh, whom's among us has a decent, uh, what is it? A decent security, so we can kind of get you in and have some fun shit happening. I'm good. I, I do not, but I'm curious what your idea of fun shit is. Well, I, I just realized also, with Commanding Bloodline, I've also got Advisor. Whenever you assist another character using your command discipline, the character being assisted may re-roll 1d20. So who would like to get set up to be able to have some really good chances at disemboweling? Hey, I mean, well, you, I've already you, had my action for this. Yeah, this, I've already uh, had mine. I haven't round. gone yet. But go. can, can, you, can you give that to someone that has already had their turn to set them up for their next turn? Well, what you can do is you could direct someone to do something more. So let's say, for example, uh, you point a Captain Dagon and say, hey, Dagon, do this. So Dagon could still make the attempt even though he's gone this round because mm -hmm. direct is special like that. But it would be at an increased difficulty. <laughs> give it to somebody who hasn't gone yet. I haven't gone yet. So I can go and take my turn against these... Uh... All right, you know what? Uh, let us, uh, let us see how the surgeon goes. Let, let's see. Uh, all right. Conos, I think that we have seen what they can do, what the Oracle could do with her blades. Show us how a Klingon scalpel should operate. And A really <laughs> big scalpel. Got it. <laughs> I like to imagine that your Doc Tog is, is, just looks like the top of an actual scalpel, just with an actual standard Doc Tog handle. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about physician's eyes. So actually, you're... I, yeah, I just think that I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I didn't know if this was baked in because, like you said, the damage was kind of like the the damage on my weapons was baked in, and we didn't really talk much about the stress track. Right. So, so I was like, wait a second, how do I use this? Let me actually modify that. So it's your medicine score. So technically. The I'm trying to figure out how to do this because it should be your security of two and you should be using your medicine instead. So it should be plus three. So I think if I do it right. Yes. OK, so if I enter in. And that's only with bladed weapons, correct? Um, 
it, no, just, it just says, says any with weapon. A weapon. Just says right. a weapon. Okay. Yeah, because it's basically like I can heal and hurt. So you get to ignore the first complication and re-roll a d20. Nice. All right. I think these mooks they're 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 going down. They they just watch their commander just get like eviscerated. <laughs> All right. Wow. So remind me again how I how I roll roll to uh be a badass attacker. So uh, you're going to be rolling a daring and a security. And it is a difficulty of one, and you will be assisted by a presence command on the part of Mori. And that is considered perform task or challenge? Uh, perform task. Okay. Now, as a reminder, and- you can buy additional dice if you so wish. Because remember, it in is her- an opposed roll. In her case, it's a daring medicine with physician's eyes, right? Uh, no, so damage. physician's eyes only for damage. Gotcha. Yeah, so that's afterwards. Okay, so... Uh, I'm not using a value, but I'm using a talent, which isn't an... Okay, because that's in the damage, not the rolling. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'll just roll the dices. And I roll to assist, right? Yep, roll your presence command. All right. As a reminder on assist, it's only one die, so we'll take that first of a 16, yeah. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So you don't assist, uh, or at least you're not helpful more than usual. Um, but you know, you, you, you still made encouraging words. So role play. Wise. <laughs> and, and well, the important part is if Hanas got a complication, she get to reroll it and she could reroll another. If it came down to it, Hey, look, we secured it. We got it done. We got yeah. it done. All right. Now, of course, uh, I do have to know, were you attacking lethally? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I, mean, I yeah, will spend, of course, for honor <laughs> using the blunt end of the scalpel. Yeah. So I will spend that threat you just gave me so that the uh, Klingon Displaced Warrior will also attack lethally. And let's see how he does. Ooh, 21. That might actually be an issue. Uh, No, he only rolled one success there. So uh, go ahead and roll me some damage there. So for this, you can either click the little Starfleet badge next to your weapon, or you can hit the Perform Challenge. I got it. Yeah, I got got it. it. Okay, so that is a grand total of seven damage. How would you like to dispatch this temporally displaced warrior? I... Moyle, Moyle, Moyle! No! I- I'm just going to do clean, clean right through the heart. Sir. Okay, love it. So you drive uh, your dagger into their hearts, maybe sweeping it across the chest to make sure just you... Just making sure we get all those, those uh, you know, duplicated organs. Yeah. I know where they are. Just making sure all the arteries are severed. That's what oh, I'm yeah. doing. Just, Love just it. clean, whoosh, whoosh, like very, very smooth action. Love surgical it. precision. Yep, surgical precision. That's what I was. That was the phrase I was looking for, but couldn't think of. Between the fourth and fifth, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. But yeah, uh, with that, we are now going back to the, by my count, three remaining temporarily displaced warriors. And I think one of them is going to go for Captain Dagon. They're going to see that there is an opening. Of course. And they're going to try to go of for course. it. So uh, they are attacking lethally. Uh, so I will have to give mm-hmm. one threat. And I'm debating how mean to be. Do I give them an additional die? You know what? I've got threat. I'll give them one additional die because that'll make things interesting. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and roll those d20s. Oh, that, that, that. Okay, hold on. Let's expand. 
So that is a critical success and a success that is three successes, meaning that Dagon, you can defend with daring security, but I'm going to need to see four successes here for you to not get hit. Yeah, so I need to roll four dice. That means three momentum. We got it. Use it. Yeah, go for it. Alrighty then. Four. Using focus. Roll dice. Okay. Nope. Now, teaching wow. moment. Have you used your determination yet? Yes. Oh, you have. Did but we I should have rolled my. I should have rolled my veteran. I do have veteran, but I, we did not. No. Okay. Roll for veteran because that could matter. Yep. Oh yeah, same thing happened for me. I did also use it last session and forgot veteran was a thing. Uh, it's a challenge die, not oh, a. Uh... Right. One. One. Nope. So it should just be a perform challenge on the sheet, and you just put in one. Yep. Okay, so unfortunately, you do Ooh. not get your determination back that way. However, nope. you could decide to challenge a value here. And since this is a teaching moment, I'll just kind of go through it. Mm-hmm. So the way you get extra determination, because you always get one determination at the beginning of every mission, to get more determination that you can sort of store up, you can challenge a value. Or you can act in a way that would be in a negative effect by following a value. Um, so for example, looking at your sheet, um, you could, for example, uh, you could challenge or perhaps go into the value of even the best blade grows dull best unless maintained. Dull. Yeah, um, I was looking at that one because it, it seems to be duplicated. Yeah. So what I would say uh, is I, I, a good one. Yeah. You could challenge it, and that would what that means is you yep. cross out that value and you replace it at the end of the mission. Uh, so kind of between sessions, but that does grant mm-hmm. you another determination. And all I'm going to ask is that, that you describe how that change in shift, that shift in in thinking occurs. But then you would get your point of determination back, and you could spend that determination immediately to reroll dice if you so wished. Well, I realize that I haven't maintained my blade, so it's time to change it. Time to change that uh, that value. <laughs> so. Uh... I haven't been doing so good with this Batleth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright, so, so returning to uh, your roll, uh, how many do you want to re-roll? The two 13s and the 19? Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, three. Yep. Yeah. Okay, let's just go ahead and uh, re-roll 3d20. Three. Hmm. So, <laughs> we have three successes and a complication on the board. <laughs> so, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to take two threat. Actually, you know what? I'm going to wait. Let's see how the, the temporally displaced warrior rolls, because I'm curious. <laughs> uh, let's see. So he's rolling that many challenge dice. This might be very interesting in more ways than one. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. So he only rolled four damage. Now, as a Klingon warrior... You are all wearing armor, so we reduce that by one. So you're going to take three stress damage, uh, Dagon, yep. as the 
Uh, Warrior comes down with his Batleth and attempts to break your guard. And what I'm going to say as that complication is that similar to what Glorythar did to Groothe, the Batleth is going to be knocked from your hand, so you can no longer use the Batleth until you deliberately go uh, over and spend an action to pick it up. Eh, yeah. But yeah, uh, one thing I would say, since this is the first time any of the players have taken any stress, um, mm-hmm. you just kind of click the bubble of what your stress, new stress would be. So mm-hmm. again, you took three stress there. And stress is kind of your HP, and it operates on the five as a big number kind of situation. So if you get five or more damage after accounting for armor in a single attack, that is considered an injury. Now, if you are lethally injured, you're not immediately dead unless you're an NPC. Um, Players get to have a little bit more survivability. So for example, Dagon, if you had taken five damage there, um, our lovely Kanas would be able to come over, perform medicine, potentially stop you from dying, that sort of thing. But you only took three stress, so you just get a, a nice new scar somewhere on your body. A Very honorable. A scratch. That's it. A good souvenir of our trip. Exactly. Absolutely. There will be many more to come. So at this point, uh, I'm trying to figure out who hasn't gone. I think the Targ and two warriors haven't gone. Is there anyone on the mm-hmm. player's side who hasn't gone? Right. Uh... Maury, was your was your action the command or did I think that or was yeah like I know that there's like the was. like the attack actions and there was like minor actions I don't know which one if if that was like a major action he did yeah that would have been a direct from him so mm-hmm. Kanas you could go again um, it's just that you would be at an increased difficulty uh, I don't have to go like someone else could go I mean if it's a freebie well, why don't you go you could go and let out a targ right because that's a simple thing that oh i can give you your indeed. weapon back i can i can toss oh yeah it back you can also to you. toss the back yeah i'll yeah. i'll uh i'll uh you know make sure we're all in our tip-top fighting shape ready to rock and roll so yeah i'll uh grab over i'll use my action to uh pass over the batleth okay so dagon you get your battle back congratulations it's almost Ooh. like restoring a lost limb honorable <laughs> thank you In that case, we're going to go to another temporarily displaced warrior. And since all the players are going to go, I'm just going to rapid fire these off. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the the temporarily displaced warriors is actually going to go for the Targ, recognizing that it is a threat of some kind. Uh, Survey says they will hit, because that is definitely enough. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, uh, or maybe fortunately, depending on your taste of Targ, uh, the Targ goes down. The uh, Targ is dispatched, unfortunately, disemboweled, perhaps. Mm -hmm. And that means that we have one temporarily displaced warrior remaining. And in what seems to be an act of cowardice, he's actually going to turn and start sprinting towards the chronoton generator in the hallway beyond. Oh, heck no. No, absolutely not. Oh, definitely not. So that is the end of the first round. Now, we go to the new round, which is technically meant to be that the enemy goes first since the player was went first in round one. <laughs> and what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to spend, let's spend three threat here to say that when this warrior takes off running towards the chronoton generator, there's three more shimmers in the air as three more of Groose men materialize from the time stream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And what's going to happen is, as this happens, Glorythar kind of sighs and says, 
We need to destroy the generator. If that one runner gets a hold of the generator, he could potentially even bring back Groove himself. Right, time shenanigans. Can, yes, is, time shenanigans. Is, They're bullshit. Is the, wow. Is the runner still in line of sight, or are they out of visible, visible range? Still in line of sight. So if you want to throw something, or if you want to shoot him in the back, this does is the time. bladed weapons count for throwing weapons? It does. I'm. Th- I'd like to go and use. I've got a bladed weapons focus. I'm sure we all do. But uh, let's throw my dick tog at him. Okay. So since you are throwing the weapon, it becomes a ranged attack. And that is a control plus security at a difficulty of two. And I assume you're attacking lethally, yes? Nah, nah I just want to thunk him. Oh, yeah. Let, yes, we're going to lethal. Okay. I always, I, you know, it's one of those things where if this was a Starfleet game, you know, there's not a whole lot of lethal to go around. But I always still like yeah. to check, even though it's Klingon. So I will get a threat for that. But yeah, let's see your uh, control plus security difficulty of two. Non-lethal throwing knife. So I'm just checking off using focus, right? And keeping it using a number of dice, too? Unless you want to buy more. I'm dead. I'm going to buy one. That's just one momentum, right? Correct. Nice. All right. Well, that's the two successes you need. So go ahead and roll me some damage. Okay. So where would you like this dagger to land in the back of this poor Klingon warrior? Oh no! No, did we lose him? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot. I'm on push the spine. Uh, we're aiming right at the back. Of, we're aiming right for where the neck beats the spine. And when it lands, if you turn your back, you should be prepared for what lands there. Mm-hmm. I like it. So the dagger sinks in mid back, and it completely severs the spine. He goes down like a limp uh, set of clothes, and mm-hmm. he is dead on the ground. Very well done. All right, that means that uh, we now go to the enemies, and I think uh, one of them is going to actually go for Kanas, seeing that uh, she is available to fight in glorious combat. So uh, I do have to spend a threat because they are attacking lethally, but let's see what happens. Oh dear, that might be an issue. Oh dear. So yeah, Kanas, I'm gonna need to see three successes here in order for you to not get hit by this uh, Batleth from the temporally displaced warrior. And what do I roll when I'm getting Batlethed? Uh same thing as a regular same melee attack. Before. It is still daring and security. But you said reminder, daring. You might want to spend momentum here. I think I do because mm-hmm. if I need three successes and I only have two dice in the pool, that math doesn't math. Now you can, of course, uh, spend threat, or you can give me threat to buy even more dice, Um, but that is your discretion. Hold on, let me go back to see what we're up to. All right, so if I use, if I use, uh, if I bump it up to three and just hope I get lucky, guys. So yeah, I'll use, I'll I'll bump it to three. Okay. All right. So no threat for you. Okay, that's only one success, unfortunately. (laughs) That's not so great, fam. All right, so we're now going to see how much damage the uh, Klingon warrior does against Kanas. So again, that is a grand total of five challenge dice. 
Oh dear. All right. Well, this oh, will dear. be a teach. This will be a teachable moment. So <laughs> that is that is a total of seven damage reduced by one by your armor. So you're going to take six stress damage. Uh, so you will be knocked down to, I believe, eight stress. Yep. And you are considered to be lethally injured. Now, oh, heck. what that means is that you are essentially untargetable for the rest of the scene. You are out of combat, which means that I can't really target you unless I really spend threat to, and really want to be a mean GM. You're mm-hmm. out of combat, but you have a chance to save yourself after the combat's over. Or, alternatively, someone could come over and attempt the recover task on you, or they could attempt the first aid task on you, I should say. And if they do so, you are not having to worry about dying at the end of the scene. Um, Alternatively, you could give me two threat to stay in the fight, but if you were to take another injury, you would be dead. Dead, dead. I I think it's probably better if I just stay, like... Just at a flesh wound level for now. Okay. And then we'll, you know, you guys got it. I believe in you. Honorable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Avenge so narrat- me. So narratively, what's going to happen then is this new just this uh, new warrior is going to come in, and they're actually going to sweep the legs, and you're able to block the main force of the blow, but in the process, you are knocked off balance and are sliced up the side of your body in gruesome fashion. And you sort of drop to the ground, holding your wound. As we now go back to the players. Uh, question: uh, Would I reasonably be able to assume that he, a disruptor shot would destroy this uh, chroniton generator? It would. Yes. I think that's uh, probably a good thing to remove in case it's going to keep uh, bringing reinforcements into the fray. Um. Or I would say not to do because that could mean that a whole bunch of soldiers could come back to play. Right, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta cut that off. Then she said to destroy it. Yeah. Yeah, cut, cut, cut the line to the past off. We gotta finish this. Could we Uh, make use of it if it was just powered off, or do we actually have to reduce this thing to a smoking ruin? She said. She said. She said. Don't don't let them get to that thing. Destroy yeah. it. Is she what said. she said. Yes, exactly. She if she made use of it and something ain't going right, we could still make use of it. You know, don't don't uh, throw away a blunt blade. It can still be sharpened. Are you saying like somehow cut the power and then that'll stop it? I don't know. I don't know how chroniton time shenanigan boxes work. Anybody got good engineering? Yeah, Dagon. Yeah. <laughs> we just have to. He has, he just has to get there. Um. I guess if yep. that's how we want to play it. We are a man, a man down, but I'm gonna like float, like very slowly, like graze my thumb off. Be like, you got this, guys. All right. Well, I'll um, I'll I'll run over uh, to try to clear a path for Dagon to get to the Chronoton generator. Then, okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'll just run past him to shut it down. As I, I'll pull out my my batleth and I'll try to kill whichever one Don't is it. in the most uh, direct line of line of path. Clothesline him with a bat left. Yep. All right. Daring security. <laughs> difficulty of one. Aye, aye. Over uh, my back. Melee weapons focus. Um, You said just a difficulty of one? Mm-hmm. I, I should be fine. Yep. All right. Two successes. So they have to get three successes here. I'm going to keep things interesting. I'm going to give the threat, and uh, let's see if they actually get enough successes. 
I don't think a 41 would so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they only get one success yeah. off that. So yeah, how would you like to disembowel this warrior? Um, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bat with him this time. I'll, uh, I'll run towards him and, uh, you know, Darth Maul head, head smash forehead and then, uh, stab him in the stomach and cut up and then, uh, just twist out and try to face the, whatever one is also nearest and try to, uh, draw his attention. Love it. Love it. Now you might've noticed that I skipped a damage roll on this and there's mm-hmm. a reason for that. Uh, but I'll discuss that in a moment. Um, all right. That means that unless I'm misremembering and miscounting here in my notes, there's only one warrior remaining on the enemy side. Mm-hmm. And I think he is going to attempt to go for glory Thar. So, uh, yeah, I, I only have two threat and he's going to attempt a lethal attack. So he's going to be rolling three D 20 against glory Thar. Okay. 36. You know that, that could be good. Uh, so two successes. So glory Thar needs, uh, three successes here to three not get successes. hit. Mm-hmm. So she does get an additional die because she's Glory Thar. So let's just sort of see what happens. Oh dear. Whoa. Okay. So let me roll damage on this because this could be even more of a, an interesting moment. Okay. So here's what happens. The warrior comes rushing forward and in a very similar stance to what uh, General Gruth did, again, Batleth high overhead, and Glorythar looks like she's going to be able to block and disembowel this Klingon, same as the general. However, at the very last moment, there's kind of a tinge of pain that echoes across Glorythar's face and she falters, meaning that the blow comes down and lethally injures Glory Thar as well. Hmm. But we now return to the players. Well, I'll go for the Chronoton generator. Were the other and look so, to wait, there were other warriors shimmering in. Are they still shimmering or are they fully shimmered? Uh they are shimmering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So there is a chance if you shut down the generator that that shimmering will stop. Can I do committing bloodline advisor to really make sure he's got a good ass chance? It would be your action for the round. Yeah, we need this. You know, hurry, shut it down. Get to the inverse. Use the inverse reticulation field option and power that generator off. All right. On my way. So minor action will get you to the generator, and then to be clear, are right. you shooting it, chopping it, or are you just powering it down? I'll look to see what's the quickest option. So powering it down would be the, probably uh, a little more complicated, but if I have the time, I'll do that. Okay, this will be a daring and an engineering at a difficulty of two, with an assist, right? Alrighty. With an assist of presence command. Presence command. Got it. So he's got to roll his assists. Okay. Well, you already uh, got the two. Okay. Uh, again, remember, assisting is one die, but we'll take that 12. Still a success. Mm-hmm. So that's a total of three successes, uh, gaining you a momentum. Cool. So what's going to happen is, Dagon, you're able to get to the generator. You're able to safely shut it down. And as soon as the power hum mm-hmm. fades from the device, the temporal shimmers all stop. And there is only the one temporally displaced warrior remaining. 
uh, that is standing over uh-huh. Glory Thar, about to go for the final blow. Yeah, then right. That's the unfortunate part there. Yep. Well, I'm not in a position to help there, so. But since the there are no more enemies that I have on the field, it retains the player side of things. Oh. Oh, that's right. We're for looping through. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm unfortunately still out. Uh, I mean, I'll go. I'll go kill. Yeah, it. I, I think we're out of my. Yeah, so I think yeah, it's a yeah. few. We're, we're back back to back to front. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll run up and uh, try to uh, make sure that uh, he does not get the chance to kill Glorithar. Okay. So yeah, daring security difficulty of one. Aye, aye. Um, I'm gonna just just to be safe. We're gonna use that momentum. Okay. I have a feeling we'll probably get it back here, but just to be safe. Okay. okay. All right. Well, three successes with a complication. Yeah. And um, I'm gonna spend. Actually, I can't because if I'm gonna attack lethally. So he has to double crit here. He has to double crit here in order yeah. to hurt you, unfortunately. Yeah. That is not a double crit. Cool. So yeah. uh, go ahead and roll challenge dice on this guy because mm-hmm. he's kind of a little bit more beefy. Uh, so go ahead and roll your damage on your attack. Cool. Okay, that's enough. Damn. Damn. So oh. <laughs> what I like to imagine Whoa. is you rush over with your batleth and you kind of sweep up in a uh, reverse chopping motion and bifurcate this Klingon in very, oh, yeah, for sure. very, very much splatters of blood and gore everywhere. Yeah. Um, but as he fall, parts of him fall to the deck plating and combat has ended. You see glory Thar on the ground, bleeding out, crutching, clutching her side. You see Hanas doing very much the same. And that's where we're going to take our five to ten minute break. So we'll be back very shortly, nice. everybody. Yep, 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 fine. Yep. Everything's fine. No, you're fine. And welcome back. If you're just joining us, well, the players and Glory Thar have just engaged in a glorious battle to determine the fate of Barkoth Reach and Glory Thar. Unfortunately, Glorythar herself, as well as Captain Kanas, are both lethally injured and bleeding out on the ground of the outpost within Barkoth Reach. At this point, uh, we are going to sort of retain a turn order, quote-unquote, because mm-hmm. there is a bit of time urgency here. But between Akrok, Dagon, and Mori, uh, what would you three like to do at this moment? Uh is there anything that any of us can do reasonably to assist uh, Kanas in getting up herself? So it's one of those things where they can attempt a daring medicine on themselves, but it would be at a very high difficulty. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you do it, obviously you're not going to have as great as a daring medicine, but it would be of a lower difficulty. Gotcha. Um, what would be the, the metric of success for this? So if you, if somebody besides Kanas does the role, it would mm. be a difficulty of one. If okay. Kanas does it herself, it would be a difficulty of two. Hey, what about assisting? Hey, but How I've do we also do got talents, or am I not able to use talents because I'm, like, knocked out? Talents always apply unless, uh, unless it says otherwise. And actually, yeah, let's put your don't die on me, which is kind of a 
Yeah, you've got bold medicine. Yeah, I've got a couple. Yeah, I'll say I've got bold between bold medicine and don't die on me. I think. Um. Well, it seems like don't die on me is like if I actually die. But so I don't know if that'll work on me if I'm dead. But I'm not dead yet. So yeah, could work. I think you're still. You're still the best bet to get yourself up. I think that's the case. Yeah. So yeah. I think once I'm up, I can get um, Lorithar up. And if we want to assume that might be the time. This would probably be the time. Yes, because yeah, I do. I think with bold medicine, um, if you bold, if you're going to add or spend threat to get extra dying, then you can reroll one of them. Right, so, I think, yeah. which, should, which is probably not a bad option. Yeah, I think definitely, definitely, definitely do that to increase your chances of getting yourself up, I think. Alright, so it is a daring medicine, and this is considered a challenge or a task? This is a task. Yeah, challenges for damage and oh, for, okay, gotcha. Yeah, challenges usually for damage or for talents like veteran. Can I use my value of no dying on my watch, which is my own watch? Um, You could, but you don't have any determination at the moment. Because okay. you spent it last session, if I recall correctly. Uh, that does make sense. Yeah. However, I, I will allow you to use your focus of emergency medicine. Mm-hmm. And if you want to trigger bold medicine, you would give me one threat that you can then roll three dice. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, so we'll, I'm going to ping emergency medicine. Oh, it doesn't show it up there. Wait, but wait, before we, before rolling, before rolling, what about what about assists? So an assist on this would be a daring medicine as well. And you only get one source of an assist on this one, so only one person can do the assist. All right, so I I move the complication range to two. Nope, complication range oh. stays to one. I'll tell you what. Okay. Oh, I have to beat the two. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna. I'm going to do the thing where I get the extra die, but then I can re-roll it if I bomb yep. with bold medicine. Okay. Yep. You can re-roll any of the die, I think, right? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. And then I'm using the focus emergency medicine. Yes or no? I'm yes. Sorry. I'm... Okay, mm-hmm. cool. All right. So here we go. Well, I, I will assist. Okay. Go ahead and roll your daring medicine. And remember, on an assist, it's always one. All right. Excellent. Cool. So there's a total of four successes. Meaning you get two momentum back, bringing you up to three. So yeah, uh, working together, Kanas and Dagon, you are able to stabilize yourself, Kanas. And, you know, you're probably going to have a new scar and you're maybe going to be a little bit stiff on your left side. But you'll you'll live is what matters. Today was not a good day to die. Unless you're the time shenanigans fools. Then maybe they died yesterday. Or tomorrow. <laughs> Next week is a good week to die. I have some gaps. Now they uh they died two days before the day after tomorrow. Alright, nice. yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, um it's at this point that I have to roll for Glory Thar. And mm-hmm. if I roll an effect, she is going to kick the bucket. I have rolled an effect, she has kicked the bucket. However, you have don't die on me. I as have a talent. don't die on me. All right, so let's go through Don't Die on Me on this one. So you can spend one point of determination to make one attempt to revive them. So what that means is in order to get a determination here, I actually have to look at everybody's sheet. Does anybody have determination remaining? Oh, Mori does. And and at the risk of spamming the one skill track, does Commanding Bloodline help? (laughs) No, Commanding Bloodline wouldn't help on this one. 
can't shout someone to health. Wait, we're uh... literally going, you are not allowed to die. He, he's commanding somebody to not die on them, us, everybody. So here's what you could do. Um, you could, and this is kind of a weird use of it, but you're technically the intelligence officer. So what that means is you could create an advantage here that would allow uh, Kanas to use Don't Die On Me without determination. But you got to tell me what it is you either know about Glorythar or medicine or whatever that would allow her to attempt this. Okay. Um, that doesn't sacrifice like determination or challenge values, right? That's just... No, this is your special thing you can do as the intelligence officer. Mm -hmm. I, uh... And you also just got a momentum from chat bringing you up to four. Oh, yay. Thanks, chat. Mm. All right. Mm. Mori's going to kind of look off to the, look off as uh, Kanas is working her magic on the bleeding out Glorythar. It would be unfortunate if Glorythar's medical files and their indication of a lower ventricular affibrillative disorder were to never see the light of day and leading to her premature dishonorable demise. Such ventricular difficulties would have proven useful to doctors of that era. He's going to kind of stroke his beard as you know, nervous, not so much nervous, but winking, nudging. Okay. I'll allow it. So, very, very important role for you, Kanas. This is no a pressure. daring medicine at a difficulty of three. Alright, daring medicine. Um, okay. So, oh, I think I can absolutely use, can I use the value of no dying on my watch? Or no, you can, but again, you don't have determination. So Our the value. So the only the only reason you bring up a value is if you're using determination or you're challenging a value to get determination. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. Okay. Oh, I'm just asking because like I have using focus and using determine. Okay, so I could use a focus. Yes. Maybe. Okay, so I have emergency medicine, which I'm guessing helps. Yes, and actually, you also have field medicine. So the difficulty I'm going to say comes down to a two. Okay. Cool. Now uh, use right. the momentum. Use it. Now, one thing I would say is that you can split die across momentum and threat because your bold medicine only triggers if you buy dice with mm -hmm. threat. But you can also buy with momentum. So, what I mean by that is, if you want to buy one die with threat, you're rolling three d twenty. If you want to roll four dice, you could give me one threat and two momentum. Two if momentum. that makes sense. Cool. All right, that sound good? Because I think yeah. it would be really uh, yeah. non-honorable if the Oracle dies on our watch. All right, so I'm up to four dice. Uh, so right. I'll take she the head. Two momentum, yeah. Yep. She should have seen it coming. She's an Oracle, not a wizard. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, so wow. this is where we talk about your bold medicine. So re-roll one of those 19s. And you can either do it by hitting the reroll results there in chat, or you can just perform task and do 1d20. But I need to see at least one success here, or we have to talk about challenging a value. Okay, you got your one success. Gosh. That's what you needed. So, uh, Anas, you do your best with what you have on hand. Maybe you're ripping part of your uniform, maybe ripping part of uh, the robe that uh, Glorythar has on here, maybe, maybe even using parts of a targ. Who knows? Um, but you are able to bring Glorythar back from the brink. And as she kind of looks, her eyes kind of flutter open and she looks up and she says, I, 
I saw the glory of Stovacor for a moment, but I am back here. And she kind of sits up a little bit and looks around. Did we win? We did. We did. You will see Stovacor in all its glory, but not today. Hmm. Well, you have earned my gratitude this day. Now, I have two questions for you. The first, and she points to her batleth, which is right beside you. As promised, you may have my batleth. However, as I fell in battle, I was not able to see all of your exploits. So it is um, up to all of you to determine who is worthy to wield it. And out of character, this is me telling you as the game master that all of you can choose who gets the batleth. Khanas has to get it. Has to. Any yeah, I mean, otherwise. I have no arguments. Very, very well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'll add it to your sheet later, but this batleth is special if it wasn't already very clear. You actually, using this batleth, you get a bonus d20 on your attack rolls using this batleth. Fancy. Nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, oh. so she hands the batleth to Kanas and says, Use it well. May it fare better in your hands than it did in mine. The second question I have for you is where are you headed? I know you came here seeking my blessing, but where is it that you are attempting to journey to for the glory of the Empire? We are going somewhere very far away in a ship that is the most glorious the Klingon Empire has ever crafted. With a fleet and a group of warriors that are truly historic in size and scope. When you say very far away, how far away are we talking? The Gamma Quadrant or... Have you heard of Seg-1? Yeah, leaving the Milky Way galaxy. Ah, that is. That at all? I I have heard of other galaxies of such. I don't know that one by name, but if you are journeying to a new galaxy to be the first Klingon warriors to arrive in such a new place, perhaps you could use my assistance in this matter. That was why we sought you out, Glorithar. Kind of have your blessing upon our trip she would raise looks, morale greatly. She kind of looks around at all of you, uh, smiles at the mention of uh, glory. She says, I don't know how much I can contribute to your grand vessel. However, if you will permit it, and as long as these old bones remain, I am willing to man a temple or place of worship aboard your vessel. An oracle's blessing is always honorable. An oracle's presence is a guarantee of glory. And then she tries to stand up and then realizes very quickly that's a very bad idea and she says I see that you turned off the generator as well. Do you have any plans for it? If not, I was going to destroy it and this outpost before we left. You know this generator better than we do. Is it 
potentially capable of assisting us in our mission? Or is it uh, better to dispatch of it? And you can see that she's hesitating. Um, if you want to maybe convince her to spill the beans, you can do a presence and either engineering or command here at a difficulty of two. Yeah, I will do a uh, presence command. I was um, do presence engineering, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a presence command with arbitration. Would that potentially work as a focus? Oh. Uh, actually, I got a thought. Uh, okay. I don't know if there's like the Klingon equivalent of like the Department of Temporal Security or whoever those two guys from DS9 were from, but could this be a time to kind of bring about something in Klingon law where there's, you know, if you do end up with some kind of time-based honor device, it is incumbent on the warrior to make use of blah, 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 something that says not only is it a good idea, we're legally bound to, and maybe that'll lead her to spill the beans. I'm thinking. Um, yeah. There but actually is you... a temporal uh, part of a, a Klingon intelligence there? There is, yeah. And I guess technically, Maury, as the intelligence officer, you would definitely know such things. Well, yeah. like, uh, we Maury, let's have you let's have you do the role. Uh, it's going to be a presence command. You will have a focus on this one. It is a difficulty of two. Okay. Interesting. Mm. I think I know what I want the complication to be, but go ahead and give your spiel to Glory Thar. It can neither be confirmed nor denied. However, there is precedent for the use of temporal mechanics as a mechanism to greater honor. However, such a time, such a time has a time and place. It, we must determine now if we are to make use of it or if we will relegate it into a loss of an opportunity for honor. Well, just judging from what I can see of the device from this angle... It would take much time and many spare parts to get it back working again. However, and as she says the word however, there is a shimmer in the air as someone very, very important to the Star Trek universe shows up. And I just want you all to imagine Delancey Q literally appearing no. at this very moment. Oh, and heck no. Delancey Q kind of looks around and says, well, this isn't Picard. Uh, Oh, you're one of those Klingon types. Uh, why am I here? Oh, yes. I am here to make sure that you don't uh, overstep your bounds, because you Klingons do love overstepping your bounds. So I'm going to go for that throwing the dick dog again. <laughs> <laughs> I just grab my, my, or the, the Oracle's Batlith, and I'm like, just shaking my head, be like, do we know Q? Like, is, you know of Q, at least. We know of Q. So we know that this guy's bad news. We know about... We know about Q. How, is there, like, a commander in order to do not fuck with the Q? Yeah, like, yeah, is there... Is it, like, guys, don't don't mess with Q? Any orders? Yeah, like, it, yeah, is there protocol about Q appearances? Or would it be really honorable to take down a Q? It would be really honorable to take. Yeah, I mean, it'd be really honorable, <laughs> but really that. stupid. Yeah, this is one of those porcinolos dose. It, it, there's guidance, and it's honorable. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, as you all raise your weapons, uh, Q just kind of goes, "Well, hold on, I'm here to talk, not fight with you." Then speak. It's talking. Well, not very clinging of you there, Q. 
Oh, you're right. Perhaps I should get in character. And he snaps his fingers and he becomes Klingon Delancey Q. There we go. Much better. I now fit in with the locals. But yes, that device over there pointing at the generator is a um, an object of interest, shall we say. And if you are going to be taking it to your little gallivant to the new galaxy, I just want to make sure that you're not going to, how we say, not destroy entire civilizations in the new galaxy. Our journey is not one, in this case, of destruction or waging war. It is exploratory. There's no honor in summoning ghosts from the past to fight our wars for us. And what is what is honor if it is reused on a, sm- a smoking pile of ruin? Destruction is always useful, but it is not always honorable. Well, you're no Picard or no Cisco, but I definitely like what you're saying a lot more, though I could do without the daggers and the batleth being pointed at me. I'll stand down. Stand down those snapping fingers, and we will stand down ours. And he acts like he's, like, taking off... In fact, you know what? He does. He literally takes off his hand and puts it down on the deck, and then another hand appears. And goes, oh, I'm sorry. Let me just let me just fix that. And he, he does a little comedic routine that Q loves to do, where he just kind of keeps taking off his hand and leaving it on the deck plate. I, like, whisper to Mori, you literally asked for this. Yeah. We will... We will yeah, it is possible to take this as a sign of goodwill, although I leave it to the doctor as to its anatomical sensibilities. I don't think such things exist when we're dealing with one of those, but I don't think he truly means us harm. Oh, of course I don't mean you any harm. If I meant you harm, I would have stepped in during your little tussle with, uh, what was his name? General Groot, was it? If he wanted us dead, we already would be. Besides, that would just be interfering, and you know, the Q have infamous rules against interfering. I mean, I wrote half of them myself after dealing with Picard and Janeway. (laughs) Well, your uh, presence is surprising, but your message is received. Oh, are you telling me I have to leave now? Because I I was hoping I might be able to drink blood wine and eat that terrible living worm thing. What is it, gah or something? Gah, yeah. There is one dead targ there. You're welcome to it. Kind of looks over at the dead targ. Mm, nah, not my palate. Anyways. We can we can get you a to-go bag if you truly wish for it. Yes, they have such things as targy bags, I believe they are called. Ha, targy bags. <laughs> I'm going to have to remember that one. No, I, I think I'm okay for the time being. But just know that even in Seg 1, the Q are watching. And he holds up his hand, grows back into place, snaps his fingers, and uh, disappears. That will make a fascinating addition to the report. This will never enter into the report, General. You seek to withhold information about our mission before our mission has even begun? There are directives regarding the Q, General. And then there are unwritten directives. 
What is the protocol for cues? Yeah, I, I, I guess this is now a, a, a game master question. Yeah, I, like, mm-hmm. what do we do? Oh, I'm just playing at the intelligence officer thing. I don't know if there's like something weird shit that happens. Like, the, whatever, like, whatever, should whatever. totally be reported if a cue just told us that it's going to watch our mission. I feel like that should be... On the other I hand, I feel like that's kind of part and parcel of. to Q. Just, like, assume they're always watching because they get bored and twiddle their thumbs and then take yeah, off but, their Yeah, it's one thing if the Q are watching, but if the Q are now beginning it to... told us. Stuff. Yeah, he told us he was going to watch. That's more That's more than assumption. I leave it to player discretion. If you want to make it a thing, you certainly may. Eh, Maury's only hinting at it, like, I guess, from the, uh, the Garrick-esque perspective. I don't think he's going to, like, start, like, cutting throats of allies because oh yeah by the way we're not supposed to put cues on the record but now there's cues i don't know it seems like a fun intelligence officer angle what we do with it no biggie cool i will uh, take that suggestion into consideration uh we can speak more about this when we are back on the safety of the ship Yes, for now, we should at least ensure that the suffering that we that our warriors have endured is for good reasons. And there was that mention of blood wine. Hard to ignore it. Actually, I was thinking of the death ritual for those who have, have fallen in combat. They are Klingons, after all. Yeah, I guess we could... We, we should definitely gather the bodies, bring them back... Uh, watch them before as their spirits go to Stovercore. Loithar, I believe that the honor should fall to you. After all, you do have the standing the standing grudge with our fallen general here and his warriors. Alright. So I'm not going to do it because I don't want to blow out the mic, but uh, Glorithar goes <laughs> yeah, over right. to the bodies in turn and does the Klingon, you know, shout to the heavens of, hey, a warrior's coming. Um, whether or not you all join in or not, I leave to your discretion. Um, oh, we're joining. I join yeah, in. we'll join in for sure. Of course. Yeah, she's just doing like the pitch pipe thing. She's setting the pitch. Got it. So after you <laughs> give the warriors their send off, uh, Glorythar manages to use one of the. Uh, in fact, we'll say she takes the general's batleth to, to lean on. <laughs> so she takes the general's batleth and kind of leans on it like it would be a walking cane and go. All right. Um, I must admit, it's been a very long time since I've had any blood wine. Um, perhaps you have some on your ship? We do. Definitely. The brew may be um, somewhat stronger than what you were used to, but it is it is truly delicious. Well, with a wound like this, and she motions at her side, I, uh, I would welcome uh, a bit of numbing agent. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, sort of jumping into the narrative for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, she does help you all uh, dismantle the device or at least disengage it from the outpost. Um, you take the chronoton device back to the bird of prey that brought you here. And then Glorythar yep. sends a command code to the fusion generators of the outpost. And once you all are safely uh, at, a, at a good distance, the outpost does explode and mm-hmm. end all the chronoton fields in the area. So good news, there's not going to be any uh, D7s coming through and shooting at you. That's good. But hey. overall, um, the Barkoth Reach turns to just a average asteroid field. Nothing <laughs> really of note. Um, but you have gained an Oracle. Cool. You've gained her Blessing. Uh, yeah. You've gained her Batleth. Hey, do we still have that fragment that we beamed aboard, or did that uh, time crime out to? 
Uh, no, since you guys went to the effort of collecting it, you still have that fragment as well. Cool. Cool. Never know. I guess Glory Thar was able to like walk and maneuver herself now. Like she's she's okay enough. Uh, you know, she uh, she's rubbing a little split spit in the wound, maybe grabbing some duct tape. You know, doing the Klingon thing. But uh, <laughs> you know, she's she's doing her best to not show any weakness, especially in front of new people. As you all enjoy blood wine and ga mm-hmm. and all that. Um, but Berg. as our final shot for the this session. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Go ahead. For the heart of uh, we're eating the heart of Targs. <gasps> yeah, oh, that's right. Can we, we, oh, we took down we like take her Targs? Yeah, if you want to bring your charge, sure. Let's go. I'm sure yeah. there's space on the ship for them. Yeah, yeah we got these over. They can be free range now. We I'm got sure. Got targ pen somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's start do, these actually, things breeding yeah. and have some fresh meat. Well, that I suppose I was going to say this later, but the Hanasto is big enough that it has targ farms, goth yeah. farms, bloodline refineries, yeah. like. Yeah, but, but these are vintage. They're from however many hundreds of years ago. They got a pedigree, man. This is like could add some genetic diversity to the current crop. Yeah, just imagining you all setting up like this adoption agency, and every time somebody comes (laughs) for a tar, you like hold on, I got to get you the pedigree, and you pull out this long scroll of this is Targi, son of Tarson. That'll be that'll be our first supporting character on the hospital. It's it's Wagyu Targ. It's Wagyu Targ. The master, the master breeder. Welcome to our stud farm. Oh, can we have like so a targ like show like Westminster? Oh my god. I yeah. think we've I think we've determined a new downtime activity. We're just gonna yeah, have that, targ targ show. hundred percent. Yeah. I think the Klingon Targ show is basically uh, a gladiator arena. You versus the targ. Uh, oh no no, I'm thinking like the show where they have like the little like helmets and like the little like yeah. Q tip attacking sticks. You know what I'm talking about from like American yeah. Gladiators? Or uh MXC. MXC is a good reference. Yeah, no, yeah I, I nice. like Klingon American Gladiators, actually. This is good. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, with the Oracle, her targs, the Chronoton device in hand, you all travel to where the Hanasto is undergoing its final bit of preparation before leaving Kronos. Now, as the ship was built in orbit of Kronos, it had a bit of a unique construction. Mm-hmm. The Hanasto is large, very large. In fact, it is several kilometers long and makes even a... Um, a Negvar class, like tiny nice. in comparison. Um, for example, if you look at the intro, we see that the Negvar fits into one of the main hangar bays of the Hanasto. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where it wasn't so much that this new ship was built in a grand shipyard as a shipyard had to be specially constructed to accommodate a ship like this. Um, but what you're noticing is that the grand Hanasto with its sort of... Um, tapered end and its long chain of disruptors along the side you notice that there is a lot of traffic coming to and from the hanasto Mm -hmm. uh last minute arrivals last minute equipment basically everybody is scrambling to get as many people and things on the hanasto before it leaves on its main voyage Mm -hmm. and as you approach you get a hail from the hanasto and appearing on screen when you take the comm is none other than Admiral Zark. Now, Admiral Zark is one of many admirals aboard the Hanasto, but Admiral Zark, Z-A-R-K, 
is the main head admiral, sort of a fleet admiral for this exercise. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to make him Sean Connery because that's funny. Nice. So Admiral Zark says, Ah, oh, it's your pleasure to see that you've returned safely. How was your visit with the Oracle? Ask her yourself, Admiral. And uh, probably a good time to reveal Glorythar herself. Ah, it has been some time since the Oracle has been seen in these parts. You are welcome, Oracle. Ah, the pleasure's all mine, Admiral. Well, uh, is there any other bitch of... Well, I don't know what you would call it at this point. Bits of bitch of order, bitch of uh, tasking that you all need to accomplish before we can shut out. The Oracle will be accompanying us to Seg 1. Um, I will have it on a full report, but Barkarth Reach has been uh, destroyed. Uh, but um, all is well. Our mission was successful. And we are ready to continue. Um, I know that once uh, Negvar docks, I will be uh, assisting in coordinating any final supplies that uh, are uh, making their way onto the Hasto. Very good. Uh, we will see you shortly. And then, since Klingons never say out, they just sort of cut the communication, because that's what Klingons do. Yep. Yep. But yeah, uh, so sort of the final shot is of oh. the bird of prey swooping down underneath the Hanasto and going up into the rear hangar bay. And nice. then we just sort of have that glory shot of the Hanasto with Kronos in the background, maybe a few star bases. Yeah. And that's where we'll end today's session because this was a two Beautiful. Nice. So what'd you guys think? Um, like I said, uh, Beautiful. This, is, this was my very first time running this uh, introductory Klingon adventure. That's uh, fun. I'm, I'm curious what you guys thought of it. I, it was really good. It, it had good pacing. Uh, I'm not sure how how by the book you did it, but it felt really well done. Um, it had like you know combat, and there was choices to be made, and uh, it definitely did well at going through kind of the base kind of core mechanics uh, mm-hmm. in a nice nice kind of step by step manner. Yeah, I'm still a little fuzzy on some of them, but I think that is just because it is truly a start. In, like it didn't feel like anything was overwhelmingly. Mm-hmm. complicated i'm still just like super new to the system so was glorythar meant to die or or did, did yeah, we I'd say. so there's two ways the adventure wants you to handle glorythar um if she survives she's supposed to be like okay great you saved me i'm gonna go mm-hmm. fuck off in a shuttle to do whatever and she just gets <laughs> yeah. a shuttle and just leaves she just literally gets in a shuttle and just goes to wherever um, but if she dies, she kind of says, you know, Keldra, I, today I join you in Stovacor kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the adventure wants you to either kill Glorythar or have her fuck off in the shuttle. And I thought to myself, mm-hmm. that's boring. You know, you go to all this trouble, you know, right. why, why would you do that? But no, the, I played pretty much everything by the adventure other than that. Um, nice. There was a threat spend I could have done where if I spent enough threat, I could have reset the adventure to the very beginning. But <laughs> I well, that figured that's really funny. Like it would have been funny, but it also would have been a major pain in the ass to do oh, yeah, everything totally. over again. Prepare to fast forward. Silly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I mean, I, I wonder. I wonder if that's there's like a soft reset in case anyone does anything that is irrevocably incorrect it can be like oh no yeah that's kind of what it's a save point yeah 
Um, but it's also one of those... an overdose on the time shenanigans as well there. Yeah, and it's also yeah. one of those things where um, when it comes to prepared adventures like this, mm-hmm. um, there are some moments where they mention potential threat spends, and some of them are really, really deadly. Um, right. Like, for example, when I brought in those other Klingon warriors from the time stream, I could have brought in more if I had more gotcha. threat. But since you all were keeping me right. pretty low on threat, that's why I can only bring in so many. Makes sense. Um, but no, like I said, other than that, the adventure uh, was run pretty much by the book. Sweet, that was yeah, I liked it. That was great. Cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. Excellent. Plenty of disemboweling, the good kind. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. Well, nice. uh, engineering miracles. I like those. Uh, oh, I guess do we yes. those temporary bat lefts, Are those gone, or would we say that there's reasonably bat lefts on the ship that we could have? Uh, there's enough bat on the ship. Just note that if we ever do take bat into an away mission, you just got to spend the momentum and the threat to take them. Gotcha. Okay. Perfect. And I figure offline we could talk about crafting bat out of the uh, fragments we picked up. Oh, for sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, also, Twitch uh, stick around. Also, oh. I'll be working on the uh, Chronoton generator for uh, the next month, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For however long the journey is. Yeah, it's you, you've got time. And all that. Maury's um, going to be thanking his ancestors that a croc did not mention the queue. That would have been a lot of paperwork. That would have been a lot of paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Twitch stick around because we're going to raid somebody. But YouTube, this is where we say goodbye. Bye, YouTube. Bye, YouTube. Bye. Later. Thanks Bye, for the YouTube. Point.